0: My name is Shira Walensky. I'm the National Health and Wellbeing Practice Leader with One Digital. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for our employer advisory session on supporting working parents. First things first, there is only so much that we as employers can control, right? And there is a lot that we can't control. So, Give yourselves a break. There is certainly an immediate need that we're going to talk about addressing today, but really the underlying challenges and struggles of working parents are are not new. So this presents a great opportunity to think long-term from a strategy perspective and at the same time address some of the new workplace norms. The pandemic is Certainly a nuance, um, but the work life personal life balance is is not new. I think with the introduction of technology certainly and the expectation that many of us be constantly connected from a work perspective um, it goes the other way around as well right we in the traditional work environment, many of us certainly would respond to a personal text or take a phone call from a family member. It It is so difficult to draw the line between work and personal life. That's something that experts in the area of health and well-being have really been trying to build a case for for a very long time, that it's not about happy, healthy, and productive employees at work. It is about thriving individuals, right? It is taking care of the whole person because that whole person is coming to work every day. So anything that we can do to support our employees in their personal lives means they're going to have more energy to bring to work and being productive. And we've certainly, many of us, gotten a glimpse into the reality of what that looks like because of the current circumstances. Speaking of the current circumstances, those are so different for so many folks, just from a geographic perspective in some areas that are experiencing spike in COVID cases and others with different rules as it relates to children going back to school virtually or um, even employees that are... Returning to work versus those that are continuing to work remotely. It poses so many different challenges and certainly there is no one size fits all approach. And let me be the first one to say we definitely do not have all of the answers for you guys today. Sorry. But what we hope to bring you is uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of insights, a lot of trends that we're seeing in the industry, and maybe a little personal perspective as well. Um, I would say that most important thing that we can do, guys, is to show empathy and compassion for our employees and to recognize that it really is a very personal and individual struggle and experience for for everyone. And I I think that that certainly goes a long way and uh, is one of the most impactful things that we can do that doesn't cost any money. So we'll talk a little bit more about some of those aspects, right? The policies, the environment, and the culture that can really have a huge impact on the employee experience, as well as some of the perks and benefits that can be offered that directly benefit working parents, but also can go a long way in supporting total well-being, not just for working parents, but for all of our employees, right? And that results in our employees being better equipped and more resilient to tackle anything that is coming at them these days. And and as we know, it is a lot. So, I am very happy to introduce to you guys today our panel of experts and um, looking forward to hearing from them both from a professional perspective and um, certainly peppering in a little bit of personal experience as well. So, thank you again for joining us. Carrie, would you like to get us started?
1: Sure. Thanks, Shira. Um, so my name is Carrie Bartlett. I have been in the employee benefits industry for the last 15 years. I'm a senior client executive here at One Digital in the Mid-Atlantic area. And I've been a mom for the last seven years. My daughter is starting kin- or starting uh, second grade this year, and my son is starting pre-kindergarten. And here, we actually, um, it's unusual in our county, we're actually going uh, back face-to-face to start the year. I'm not optimistic that that's gonna to last long, um, but we are preparing for face-to-face and uh, dealing with, you know, some of the concerns around that um, for our kids.
0: Thanks, Carrie. Dan?
2: Yeah, thanks, Shira. So uh, my name is Dan Moss. I'm a principal here in the Pacific region, and um, we've been dealing with this since day one as a as a family with four kids um my kids are in the range from first grade uh, all the way up to eighth grade and so um there's a lot of unique challenges that are hard my uh my wife is here focused at home so she's been um, home with the kids for some time but now she's found herself being a full-time teacher um really managing Zoom meetings. Right now, we have four Zoom meetings happening on top of this. Uh, and that's just what day-to-day life is like. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to figure out, you know, which, which direction is right for the kids. How do we support them on their mental health? How do we keep them motivated, excited to learn, excited about um, what's happening in life when, frankly, we're at home? and um and then as you know working in a demanding job <clears throat> and really needing to figure out how to also support the family and support them in all these directions and and issues and so um there's a lot of issues we face um just day to day in the family life
0: wow thanks dan selena
3: Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, my name is Selena Smith. I'm a leave of absence analyst in the Pacific region here at One Digital, and I have three children, a son who started fifth grade this year, a daughter who's a sophomore, and they've both been in school virtually for, um, I think we're going on week three, so they're getting used to the Zoom meetings with teachers throughout the morning, so they're very busy, but it's a very different life Um, and then I also have a daughter who graduated throughout this whole um, situation and so she started her college classes this week so have a range of ages and needs um, definitely a lot to balance between you know working parents and um, like Dan mentioned you know there's just so much with our kids too that we are want to think about their health and their wellness so I'm really excited about this topic to be able to share and learn from others today.
0: Wow, just amongst the panelists, there's so many unique experiences. I'll, I'll round it out. I am in Atlanta and I'm an evil stepmom. Um, just kidding. I am, but I am experiencing this from the step parent perspective. And so um, all kinds of unique challenges. I, I do get to do a lot of spectating and judging from the sidelines. I'm just kidding. Um, but yes, it, it is a, a little bit of a glimpse into. Um, just the unique experiences that everybody is having these days. Um, So to continue to set the stage, I, I would love to hear from you guys in terms of what you have been seeing from a customer perspective, and certainly feel free to chime in from a personal perspective as well. Dan, would you like to get us started?
2: Yeah, happy to. So um, so we've been speaking with clients on this issue from the start of shelter in place. And so everything turned upside down. I think all of us here and um, that are listening in went from working long hours to working really long hours to figure out how do we shift employees to work from home? Um, what is it that employees need? And that conversation has continued through this. And now... In a new way, it's resurfaced because of kids coming back to school, and we're still remote learning. And so employers are trying to figure out what does each person need? And I think an initial first guess at this is to say let's let's provide a benefit. Is there a perk? Is there something that we can just plug in and make this make employees happy? Uh, and there's not. Every employer is looking to figure out, what is the unique needs of the employees? Um, what is it that each person needs? Whether you're single at home and isolated, and listening in to folks like us struggling, to those that are in the trenches with distance learning, um, and we compound that with employers that have diverse workforce, and we look at this at a, with a diversity and inclusion lens, and see that statistically, as we look at throughout the nation. Those that have a lower, frankly, a lower salary, uh, maybe a different um, ethnic class may be struggling really in really big ways um, as essential workers um, with um, less access to broadband, with uh, Internet access. There's so many different factors that we need to da- dive into um, as we don't just have a single class of employees. We have diverse employees with unique needs and every situation is different. And how do we fix this uh, and address this? Because the heart of employers and clients that I've seen is big and they want to fix this and find a way to support employees. But, um, how do we do it?
3: Yeah. To piggyback off of, of Dan, um, definitely no one has all the answers. There's just, um, a lot of a lot of questions right now. It's clear that there's not a one size fits all, and we're constantly learning. We're learning from our clients. We're we're learning from our own experiences. So that's something I think um, HR professionals and frontline managers really need to be doing is to just constantly be talking to their teams. Ask. Ask questions, find out what they need. We might think a solution is helpful or important and it may not be what our employees are needing. So really, really need to communicate, over communicate and um, really think about what we can be doing more in this regard. Um, But we can all take comfort that we're we're all in the same boat, we're all going through this together. And we definitely get these questions on a weekly basis regarding navigating childcare, virtual school, work, how do we manage it all? And each day has its own challenges. Um, Some days you feel like you're just doing great. You can take on the world. You wake up and and everyone's doing what they need to be doing. And other days, um, you know, you might just not even want to get out of bed because it's just been one of those days. So um, we're all in this together and it's just helpful to be able to talk through things, be able to um, tap into employer, um, resource groups that we might have. um, Just talk through it. That really helps a lot as well.
1: Yeah, Selena. I mean, I agree. A lot of the employers that we work with that are really seeing this as an opportunity to be progressive and really evaluate it, not just as a COVID-19 response, but how can they really shake up what the workplace looks like past COVID-19, and a lot of this is are things that um, women have been asking for for a long time. Working dads have been asking for it. Um, we've seen the evolution of paid parental leave um, really grow in the last five to ten years, and that's not going away, and so we're really seeing those employers embrace that. I just read an article this week, actually, um, that was local about an employer that actually, uh, because that area had virtual learning and they have a lot of working moms. So they set up a classroom at their office to actually have a teacher facilitator come in and help with the virtual learning aspect so that employees didn't have to worry about where they were going to send their kids for that virtual learning experience. So it's been interesting, and I like to see it as a positive uh, way to think about really employers strengthening their work culture, not just for working parents, but really for all of their employees.
2: Carrie, what you know what's been interesting from the employer side is that we've seen some employers, particularly on the smaller side, make these shifts to say, we're just gonna shut down the office. We don't need we don't need that office space anymore. We're all gonna go remote learning. And frankly, employees that used to just, I mean, here in San Francisco area, um are making a decision to work somewhere else. And we're seeing companies saying, um that's now an option. You can go work wherever you want um, and we're all going to get the job done. And it's led to this in- interesting exodus that you uh, may see from San Francisco um, and the Bay Area where life is hard in terms of you know cost of living and such. Uh, and so we're seeing this shift that this is not a six month change. This is a dynamic shift in what the working environment is going to be like. What is, what is it going to mean to work in an office anymore? Um, and then when I think, ahead, <clears throat> excuse me, when I think ahead of this, if you if you've changed your location and you're working remotely for a, a Bay area company, what happens in two to three years, um, is the market changing Are employers looking throughout the country now, uh, for talent and that's even a new great avenue for companies to think that my talent pool has, has broadened significantly because, um, because there's so much diversity of talent throughout the country now.
0: All right, guys. So what are some first steps? I mean, from an employer perspective, Where do you start in terms of addressing the stress and challenges and hardship that our working parents are facing? Carrie, do you have some thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think flexibility is what you're going to (laughs) hear us say a lot, and you've already probably heard that a lot, and it's got to come not just from executive leadership. I think uh, the day-to-day managers also need to really embrace that mentality and be part of that um, discussion as well. Um, As we've heard all before, um, people don't typically leave their company they leave their manager. And so that's really important as you're thinking as an HR leader or as a business leader, how are you engaging those kind of day-to-day managers that folks are reporting to? Because now's the time to really walk the walk when it comes to your culture. If it is something that's important to you as an employer, now's the time to really think about that. So one example that I thought about is many of us haven't taken a lot of time off um, due to everything that's been going on. It's especially those of us working from home, it's really easy for us to just keep working. And so, one idea is to really have your managers pull their employees. Have they taken any time off? Take a look at that and then encourage them to do that. Maybe almost tell them to take some time off before the end of the year, um, just because they need a break. And especially working parents, they need that time off. And if you can support that really from a management perspective, and give them that flexibility to do so. That's going to help them a lot. Um, really maintain, um, honestly, mental health too. Right? We all need a break. Um, and and again, so many are worried about, you know, losing that time or maybe getting COVID nineteen and trying to bank that time. Encourage them to take some time for themselves. Um, and compassion, I think, is also really important. And thinking through, you know, some employees are going to have to deal with virtual learning and maybe they're tied up from twelve to two and they can't make a call record those calls. They're probably going to be able to watch them when they've got free time at a later, um, later time in the day, and that's really going to help them. That balance, the
0: flexibility,
1: and the support is really going to be so important going forward. Thank you,
0: Carrie. That, that's such a good point, right? To look at this as an opportunity. Any, any of the investments that are being made now really can go a long way in the future. Selena, what are your thoughts
3: Yeah, um, just employers, really, we want to be proactive and, again, reach out to our employees. And maybe there's a manager who um, doesn't know how to start that conversation. Maybe they're not sure. Maybe they don't have children or they're just not in a situation that they see their employees in. So they're not sure how to have that conversation. So provide them with the tools. Um, Let them Um, in on what are some important questions to be asking encourage those one-on-ones i think one-on-ones are even more important now that we're all virtual but we still want to maintain that contact and maintain those ties Um, but some questions we can provide to managers are simple how can i support you what is the most important thing that you need right now um that could help you in your job and what are you experiencing as a working parent really um, like has been mentioned just that compassion and empathy asking what they're going through um, and trying to empathize with that and sympathize with that so um, everyone has such unique needs and we really as employers and managers need to be asking, um, asking those questions to find out what we can do to help.
0: Yeah, I think another question to add in there, uh, which is a good one, is, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Again, showing showing that that empathy and um, and really making sure that as it is, employees are are feeling. I'm sure. If you've got the right employees in place, they're putting plenty of stress and pressure on themselves, um, especially knowing in some cases there may be coworkers picking up slack and that type of thing. But um, Selena, you already kind of touched on it in terms of if you're not sure to ask those questions. Dan, do you have some tips and tricks along those lines to share?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's and there's resources out there in the market that can help employers. And so, just a an example is, you know, many of us are familiar with using SurveyMonkey and and um, getting messages out there and spot surveys out there for employees. But they actually have templates online. They have a coronavirus hub uh, that there's templates on this specific issue. So um, anyone can go onto that site um, and then just take take that. Um, survey and shoot it out to your employees at no cost. So we all know in this industry that survey data is so important and employees want to have a voice. They want to share what's going on, particularly for this issue. I would say you're going to see some great um, responses um, and volume of responses because frankly, employees want to share. This is hard. And I want to let my employer know that I'm struggling or uh, what what is it that I need from you to support me in this way. So I think that um, co- that consistent survey, and, and one point I think is one time's not enough. And Selena, you spoke to overcommunication before, you don't know when you're gonna catch the employee when they need this the most. And uh, we've talked about that with mental health, but the survey data itself is also important to continue to get a bead on what your employees are facing day to day.
0: Wow, that is really helpful. <laughs> It's interesting, uh, given some of the challenges from an employer perspective right now, and, and many employers just struggling to survive from a business perspective, the last thing that some might think is that there are companies out there looking to spend money at a time like this. But there are a lot of folks that are looking at cost savings through things like travel reimbursement, for example, or hosting in-person conferences and things like that. and They're looking for opportunities to maybe reinvest some of these funds that were allocated elsewhere. Any thoughts, team, on getting the biggest bang for your buck for employers that are looking at maybe some perks and benefits to invest in for employees right now? Selena? You, you had some,
3: some yeah. good ideas. Well, really, the little things can go such a long way. It doesn't have to be a huge investment or a huge cost. Um, I've seen companies that offer meal delivery or housekeeping services for their new parents. Well, that would be amazing for all parents right now. And maybe um, that cost would get to be a lot but maybe there's a way to um, do do some little things. If it's not both, maybe one or just, um, I know I received a DoorDash gift card from my manager and that was amazing. Even just um, a meal or two is helpful to have um, that meal delivery um, to take one thing off a working parent's plate right now is is really nice, and it just and it does give us that sense also that our employer cares and they want to help us in practical ways. Um, another thing I've seen companies do is adding an extra company holiday, so maybe during the um, July 4th holiday or the upcoming Labor Day holiday, if they're able to add a day, so that employees really must take that day off. And like we've been talking about, focus on their mental health, focus on just um, detaching from work for a little bit. If you take a PTO day, you know that work's going to be there when you get back. And um, that can make you even feel more stressed out to know that you have a huge email box to come back to but if the whole company is taking that day off like a a holiday then it feels a little more comfortable and um, you know everyone's doing that and it's encouraged um, from the company so those are some ways that um, maybe low-cost ways that companies can can really just help out Dan what do you
0: what do you got over there out in California us. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, so, you know, we're seeing that employers are trying to support, um, you know, stipends for work from home. Um, there was, particularly in the beginning uh, that employees, you know, we don't want to see people working off of their, um, their dresser or their tabletop with a wooden chair that, you know, all of a sudden we're seeing back issues arise and, Um, And, you know, the ergo station that was so perfectly designed in the office is now um, out the window and we're on our couch. And so uh, so a lot of these things need to be addressed because this is all in the long term. And and so employees have looked at um, providing those stipends for employees to to get that set up, what they need. Um, And then. You know, one unique thing is care packages. And so with that, we've seen employers send out things just to make employees feel comfortable um, and just a surprise gift for them throughout the year um, with these packages have been helpful. And, and then it also really helps to further culture because these care packages can be designed based on who you are as a company. How do you value employees? What do you, what do you, what do you usually have in your snack? Um, bar, what are you missing um, that you're no longer having, and what can you provide employees? And um, and that's something even as we look to you know groups that are looking for open enrollment um, in the next few months. Uh, just thinking of those sorts of um, options to just make them feel a bit of normalcy in what they're receiving from their companies.
0: That's great. I, I know there are a couple companies that that we work with here. One digital, one is Fringe, and one is Twick that offer lifestyle rewards and custom benefits. And uh, we've really seen a huge uptick in these types of services where the employer is giving a certain amount of money for all employees to use towards anything from home delivery service for meals that Selena mentioned to stipends for, um, Physical therapy or some kind of ergonomic equipment, backup child care, of course, is a huge one. Um, Discount to online learning services for kids. Um, we've seen quite a bit. I know at, at One Digital, they have offered um discount services for computers and equipment for for children that are now having to work from home and also a a service for online learning for for children to just another way to to engage and so um there's all kinds of creative ways to to spend money to support employees for sure Um, carrie what about for folks that that really want to do something, but they might not be in a position financially to make a huge investment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so many employers are kind of looking at what their finances look like and what can they do. They want to do something, but maybe they don't have all of that extra cash on hand to to invest in those things. And I think just going back to the basics, look at your PTO plan. Um, is there a way that you could offer a certain percentage of it paid out to employees if they need it um, as a cash advance? Um, or is it something that they're stressed out that they're going to lose days and allow them to roll that time over? It's a pretty easy thing to do um, as an employer to kind of ease that burden from an employee's perspective. Um, as well, I think all employees would appreciate, not just parents, but consider looking at a certain day of the week that might be meeting free and implement that across the organization. Just the stress of not having to be Zoom ready, um, maybe, or to um, have time or you can really focus on working or have a little more free time to support kids while they're learning, um, that really helps them. And, uh, you know, it'll go a long way. And if you can't do a whole day, maybe consider a certain morning of the week or afternoon of the week. Another idea is to, I think we mentioned it, establish that employee resource group that connects parents. One Digital actually did this for our employees, and I've gotten a lot out of it. Um, Here in the mid-Atlantic area, we actually haven't gone back to school yet. We don't go back until after Labor Day. Um, So just hearing from colleagues on kind of what they've run into kind of in those first few weeks of virtual learning really goes a long way. And to kind of hear from my colleagues what they're running into, it helps me think about how to plan for my family and what we're going to run into in the fall. So it's been super helpful to consider those things, too.
0: Awesome. Selena, what other good ideas do you have for us?
3: Well, the first one seems like it would be obvious, but wherever possible um, for employers to allow a flexible work schedule. You know, instead of automatically saying, there's no way we can do that or we can't afford that. Really consider what all the options are and, and be open to them. Even if it's um, something in the past that your company hasn't done, um, things are changing. So employers need to really change along with it. Um, or other options might be a reduced work schedule. Parents right now might just need um, need to be able to maybe even have a day off a of week, so maybe go to a thirty-two hour a week, or and but still be able to keep their benefits. That would be so important. Um, or also part-time or job sharing. So there's so many different flexible work schedules and really just being open-minded to them as employers. Um, We mentioned earlier paid parental leave benefits, and those are being seen more and more as the norm when a child's born. But um, what about a little bit later? I I have seen companies that it's not just in that first year. Maybe they push it off until, you know, a few years and are Kids need us all the time. So it's nice to have those types of parental leave benefits, um, even beyond that initial time when, when you have a baby and, um, just having ways to be flexible, um, leaves of course are, are still a way to be flexible. And, um, these are all benefits that if, even if they're not paid leave, um, being flexible in itself, I think is still a really big benefit.
0: Perfect. The only other thing I would add to you is to make sure that you are getting the most out of all of the amazing things that you're already doing for your employees by communicating in the context of working parents, communicating in the context of just the, the pandemic reminding folks, making it easy for them to be able to access these benefits and resources. And it can be things like Financial counseling through your 401k vendor, or many of us think of the EAP primarily focused on mental health, but in many cases, there's a financial component, there's a legal component. So, some employees might be facing eviction and could use legal support right now. So, um, just be thinking of uh, things that you may have already had in place, things like telemedicine, any kind of musculoskeletal benefit that may be more important now and more relevant now um, than they were before. So uh, one thing that you can do is make sure to be communicating all of these benefits in the context of well-being and in the context of supporting our, our working parents. So for those that are really looking to take the plunge, Dan, I'm gonna, come back to you again, all of the the innovators and forward thinkers in in California. And I know a lot of the clients that you work with definitely keep you on your toes and vice versa. What do you have in terms of those that are really looking at an opportunity to be progressive here and, and match maybe a culture that they already have of being progressive and really caring for employees?
2: Yeah, and so really, they're they're really looking to understand what the employees are needing, and so um, you mentioned you mentioned these lifestyle uh, accounts, and so you're right. We have seen a pickup in employers looking to um, provide these to employees, and so our conversation has not just singled in as we kind of talked about on just this um, parents that are working through remote learning and having children at home is is on the perk and benefit side, employers wanna provide this broad um, benefit um, to everyone. And so really we have to issue, um, have the issue of looking at folks in every realm. So you do have employees that are isolated at home. And now since really since March, uh, they've been isolated. Um, or even now they might be more at risk situations because people might be out and about more. And so what is it that you're providing your employees on all spectrums, um, to really be able to provide benefit and show that empathy and care. And so these lifestyle accounts have jumped in to be really relevant. Um, they were on the fringe, uh, before, but now they're at the forefront of what employers are thinking about. Um, Daycare support, if you have essential workers, how are you providing support for those essential workers? And so um, we've had uptick in uh, inquiries on care.com, Bright Horizons, um, providers that can provide that daycare and that those daycare providers are open and available. Uh, And and then I would also echo the idea that Selena had of employers looking at flexibility and um, understanding that there might be a need for part-time work. And, um, and that it might just be more of a softer benefit than something that they're going out and purchasing or just giving cash to employees. That they, we've seen this before COVID that one of the most valuable perks that employer could offer or what people wanted was flexibility and what a highlight and magnification we have to that issue now of people wanting that. Um, and so as I walk out the door, and, and walk into four Zoom meetings happening at one time and a full calendar. And so I walk into this other world that is that needs dad and that, that you know, that the kids are here and they're having lunch and they want dad to have lunch with them. Uh, and so there's a full need to have more flexibility. Um, and we also talked a little bit about... You know really managing from the top down what are employees doing how are they working what time are they working at um, if you're getting emails at nine or ten o'clock and you know someone is working around the clock you've got to be conscious of what's happening in their environment and I think from a people team it's really a big strategic play that the strateg- the people team has to look um, upwards at the executive team of how are we managing employees in a healthy way um, and providing them resources, and how are you from the top down sending the message of mental care, not having burnout, and really focusing on family? When when we look back at this, we really need to have focused on these kids because there's big needs uh, and big feelings that I'm seeing personally um, that we need to help address. It's
0: really nice I see you smiling over there. Do you have anything to add? <laughs>
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, These benefits and these that a lot of companies are trying to do, um, the more progressive things um, we think about here in the Bay Area, the commuter benefits were one of those items that – um, was pretty, pretty common. But now, obviously, those, those commuter benefits aren't doing much for us. <laughs> so, thinking about ways to re um, funnel that, those funds. So, if you were giving employees stipends for commuter benefits, um, think of a way that you can reallocate that. And, um, different things we I've appreciated that One digital has done is offering as you mentioned share those discounts on educational tools and supplies for our kids so again thinking about our kids that's really um, on our on minds as parents all the time Um, and then employers offering more complete wellness benefits Uh, maybe we're not able to get out to um that, that gym anymore because I know uh, out where I am, gyms are, are still closed. So um, I've been joining on Zoom workouts and things like that, but. Um If if employers can offer a stipend for home gym equipment, maybe you had a gym at the office. And so is there a way that some of those things, as Dan mentioned, those those comforts of the office, we can also give to our employees who are working from home. So um, enrichment classes as well. Uh, During this time, I think we can get so stuck in our... Spaces, Dan. You mentioned going from your space and then, you know, going out the door and it's a whole whole other world. And um, I totally get what you're what you're saying there. And and it's it's hard to separate. We we might have a little. We're just always home and work. It's all it's all blending in now. And so sometimes as parents, we we forget about ourselves because we're so focused on work, we're so focused on our children, and we put ourselves totally on the back burner. But um, This time we really need to think about what are some ways we can even maybe enrich our own lives. So employers offering um, a little bit and it doesn't doesn't have to be a lot, but maybe even funds for for enrichment classes, things, um, things we can do to help our employees just um, just be able to get through the day to day.
0: Thanks, Selena. I, yes, I, you, you guys mentioned, um, I think, fitness classes, streaming fitness classes. There's there's a lot of great companies out there. We work with Burnalong and, and Gym Pass and um, very affordable and something that can be beneficial personally for employees and certainly for the whole family. So um, definitely a positive there. Uh, one other thing I was going to mention in terms of... Um, Creative idea going back to the employee resource groups that Carrie mentioned. One of the newer groups that we created at One Digital is called It Takes a Village. Um, because for our employees, we do thrive on connection and lifting each other up, and it is so challenging to see our fellow co workers and colleagues struggling. And there is often a desire and a need to, to lift each other up. And so we've created an opportunity for employees to, um, lift up other employees. And it can either be through words of encouragement, but we've also created an opportunity where we've put together some custom packages specific to um, employee interests, uh, to kids, um, to different types of categories like rest and relaxation or family fun or fitness, where employees can go and we've made it easy for them if they want to send a care package directly to another colleague or coworker, So just a really cool way um, to help employees feel feel connected. We have certainly recognized on that note and a desire for employees that are in a good place to want to give back. So emphasizing any benefits you have in place that are community-related, charity-related um, is a great opportunity. And if you don't have anything in place and you're looking for, for something, now might be a great time. So let's see, we've talked a lot about um, care and concern and empathy and compassion and flexibility, which are all great things. At the same time, we know that our clients have businesses to run. Any thoughts on that sweet spot or balance between flexibility and accountability and performance? Who wants to jump in on this one? I, I know it's I know it's a tough one.
1: Shira, I'll chime in on that. I mean. I think for the employers that we work with, thinking about the industry that you're in, your employee population, your region, um, if we haven't said it enough today, there's definitely no one-size-fits-all approach, right? Um, And in thinking about how you can support your employees, there's a tendency, um, especially in doing research for our presentation today, there's a lot about kind of what working professionals can do. And if you're an employer in that environment, there are so many recommendations. And we've talked about a lot of those, um, but, We know that many of our clients are in manufacturing or banking and credit unions. There's local government and public school systems that they may not have the flexibility to work from home. And so thinking about what you can do as an employer in that environment is really important. Um, And every parent needs support regardless of the industry. And so when we think about, um, you know, again, professional industries, you know, we do lend ourselves to being a lot more flexible. Um, But when we were, thinking about what are some things that you could do, maybe if you've got shift working, um, Selena mentioned it, um, look at job sharing or increasing shift options. Um, I read one article that talked about instead of the two to three that you might have today, um, one employer started offering somewhere between five and six shifts just to be flexible with their employee population to provide options so that it could really tap into what worked for them. And I think communication is so important, um, you know, in thinking about how you communicate to your employees. We talk a lot about that at open enrollment and, you know, sending emails, but your shift workers may not be checking emails on a regular basis. They're not sitting at a desk. And so how do they communicate? probably by text, most of us have smartphones today. So how can you kind of engage um, that as a tool to help employees understand in short snippets kind of what's going on or what's available to them? When we think about different regions, we've heard from um, Dan and Selena are in California. I'm in the Mid-Atlantic, and we've got employers across the country, and it is a little bit different um, in different pockets of the country and how people are handling things, Um, but again, all of our parents are struggling, so thinking about how um, you might have resources within your region that could really support them. There might be an interesting program that's available, and then for those of you that have employees across the country. That can be a real challenge too. And I think, um, Dan had mentioned, um, kind of looking early early on, he mentioned that diversity angle. And so how are those varying socioeconomic statuses impacted? And what are you as an employer doing to kind of help your employees that might fall into that category? Um, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics actually has been tracking telework availability. And I thought it was interesting when I was um, looking into it. Um, and it's been clear for years that people of color have less options um, when it comes to telework than their white counterparts and they're less likely to be in management or professional roles. And so when we think about those colleagues that are, maybe they don't have the access to that flexibility, um, you really need to be thinking about what you can do as an employer to support them. And again, it can be as simple as asking, are you okay? What do you need? How could we better support you? Um, And it's important to think about the different family dynamics too. You might have single parents, parents that have, um, you know, special needs. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that as an employer, you're exposed to a lot more today than you were in the past. And, you know, I think communication, it all comes back to that.
2: Thank you. Yeah. And Carrie, I would just mention on that too, is, um, as we look at the people team um, figuring this out and how it works for the organization, um, we've seen, if you looked in LinkedIn, you see so many organizations now looking for an officer of diversity and inclusion. Um, and so that person is so key into um, having a lens and a voice in all these conversations. And so um, we love having that part of the conversation as we just think about benefits and that benefit package. but this in particular, I agree hundred um, percent that we need to understand how, how, what resources, what needs, cultural needs, based on um, where people are throughout the country. Um, what, what, are these pe- what, are, what does everybody need and how are employers going to be able to provide resources? So, um, so I think that's so important for employers to look at. Um, and go ahead.
1: Well, no, I was just thinking, like, when we come out of this, because we are coming out of this, um, that's my positive attitude, right? Um, I think employees are going to be looking at their employers, right? Like, what what did you do during COVID-19? How did you support that? But also, how did you support parents? How did you support um, a diverse workforce? And that's, that's what's going to make you as an employer really stand out um, long term. And that's a long term play to think about these things.
2: Yeah, um, so in my house last night, we had a conversation of, hey guys, we're going to get out of this. And to, to your point, it's like how you are today is gonna be how you end this and how you get out of this. And so um, so we just need to have that end perspective because it's not if, it's when, and, um, and where are you? And I think as an employer, as a person, as a parent, as a kid, how do we get to the, what are we going to look like on the other side? And all of us are working in this conversation to figure out how do we be the best that we can be um, on the other side? And, um, and one other point I was thinking, Shira, on the question of accountability is, what are? I think we moved so quickly to be remote um, that now that we've taken a breath, employers have done a great job of figuring out what are expectations of employees on this remote learning, or I'm sorry, on just remote work and so um so i think that helps to bring accountability so if you have now a standard on what do you what does it look like to engage with um, customers clients um on a on a video conference on a zoom meeting whatever that may be um, that now you're setting those clear expectations of what what's acceptable and what's not acceptable with a lens of flexibility um but now we need to define what those policies are, and that needs to come from the top down. Executives um, need to be able to show what that expectation is, be, be an example, um, and the people team to help support that in manager training and such, because it can be frustrating, it can be hard um, when you see everybody's environment, different backgrounds, you know, there's a whole world out there, but, um, but that helps to bring in accountability.
0: Can you bring up a good point in terms of um, what, do, what do we think is to come what what is what is coming at us next as it relates to a response to the current situation and and how does all of this that's happening now impact future trends for our employers who wants to chime in? Selena,
3: haven't heard from you lately. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so trends, um, as we've talked about, a flexibility is is. Huge and flexibility and choice in how we work—that's uh, going to continue on um, even when when the situation we're currently in is is done and over with. So that's not going away. It's definitely going to shape how we work in the future. And really, why why would we want to go back? We've seen so many great things happen from all of this. Um, we we know that flexibility leads to happier, more engaged employees. And um, employee engagement is so important, and engagement in, um, increases productivity. So those are all great things. Um, those are positive outcomes from from what we're seeing right now. So we just want to, I think, keep moving forward. Um, don't don't go back. Um, there's maybe, of course, things that we missed, but there's been great things that we've seen come through all out of all this. Um, one example is even just travel. Business travel was so big. I'm sure such a huge expense for many employers out there. And uh, now that's something that we've come to realize is, well, maybe we don't need to um, spend that budget so much on, on all this travel. There's ways we can do things virtually. Of course, we miss being in person with people and we need that, that human contact too. But um, there's just different things that we can look at as we move forward in um, how can we do things differently and how can we keep it going and, and really build on all the positives that we've seen. Um, through all this,
0: yes, I like the the positive outlook, Dan. I'm sure you you've you've got some positive thoughts to share
2: too. Yeah, I think on the uh, the corporate level, thinking of T and E expenses, um, there's employers are already looking at a new way to, new way to manage this. How do you manage those expenses? Um, and maybe I've. clients are telling me, you know, we used to send six people to a meeting and now maybe we only need to send three. Um, so it doesn't go down to zero, but you know, those, those travel expenses, um, will look different. The travel industry will come back. Um, you know, companies that manage travel, they will have a very big place and even a bigger place. Um, because, there's going to be more of an insight into um, looking at what type of travel is needed and um, and and how you account for it uh, and so the other thing I you know we look at people that would spend hours on end commuting had now that's over now there's no commuting now you've have three hours back in your life, oh my goodness, like what a change in your entire life Selena you're one of those right um, and how do you sign back up for a three hour commute in traffic and thinking I could just be at home and doing so much more without the need of being in, in, in the office. Um, but what I think will be so fascinating is what's going to happen in the office environment. How is the office going to change? You know, you, you, we were reading things about cubes being extinct. Um, is that going away? Um, is the office going to be more of a hub? Are you going to the office to just meet with your team, and it's more of an infrequent travel destination, um, or it's just you know you're you're half remote, half uh, in the office? And I think it's exciting to think to think about how this has really pushed our evolution in work uh, to be efficient. And although the line is blurred between family and work, um, I I don't think that's bad. I think we just and I'm here we've talked a lot about work life balance really, that's not really a thing. It's what is work and life together? What does that look like? How do you define it? And, um, and, and what does it look like in the next six months to a year?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Carrie, I, um, I'm, I'm looking to you to, to keep it real. Uh, what do you think is, is, is next?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, my perspective, I'm technically a millennial. I'm maybe on on, on the fringe of that, but um, it's been really exciting to see. I'm, I'm worried about some of the things that I see from a um, news kind of real perspective, kind of talking about our generation really being impacted, especially women um, that are mothers um, being pulled out of the workplace because of this. Um, but I'm also very optimistic because... I think the workload that caregivers have, and those are typically women, it's really been exposed through the pandemic. And the mental load that exists has really been exposed to everyone. And now it's not just working mothers that are feeling it. Um, Working fathers have felt it too, but from a from a corporate perspective or an employer perspective, everyone understands the need um, for, for caregiving and for our children and, and how important that is and figuring out what solutions you can provide to support employees um, is really important. And if you don't have that flexibility, like we keep kind of harping on, you're going to lose good employees. And that's that's a concern that you should have as an employer is how can you keep your, your top talent? Um, it might be a way for you to kind of weed through your talent that's not great too, right? It's it's an opportunity for you to think about those things. And um, I am optimistic because I have seen the evolution of the um, kind of parental support um, in organizations really expand. And I would say across industries and across the country, we've seen that. And I think this is going to be a pivotal moment in that where we're going to see a lot more support um, so that, all employees can have successful careers, and that as an employer, your employees see that if you support parents, you're a good place to work for, and that's, that's going to continue to be important.
0: I think from a big picture perspective, again, just on the positive note, is that beyond just supporting working parents, it's going to be supporting our individual employees and that whole person so that is certainly a piece that that i am excited about and when you think about high performance we have had a glimpse into the business case for it right so alleviating those personal challenges results in better performance at work so um, very exciting from an industry perspective as it relates to, to health and well-being as well guys thank you so much for all of your input and insights today we've had a ton of questions come through we're also bumping up against our time so i'm gonna pull a couple that i saw coming up frequently and hoping we can breeze through really quick and maybe direct folks uh, where to get more information a couple of them that i saw come up um, Questions related to treating all employees fairly. So, yes, we care about our working parents, but we have employees that have unique struggles. So how do you kind of address that fairness piece? Does anybody want to jump in quickly on that one? I'll jump in, Shira. Um,
1: you know, I think it's really tough, because at the end of the day, we're all individuals, and what I need as a parent is going to be different than what Dan needs or what Selena needs, and, um, you know, similarly, all employees have challenges that they're facing, right? We're not all the same, Um there's a huge concern, I would say, for parents of preschool age kids, right, the ones that can't really fend for themselves, um, and then those that have special needs. That's a different kind of mental load that already existed and has been, has really exacerbated um, based on the support that's available for those folks. So if we're thinking about that and our concern over working mothers dropping out of the workforce, I mean, it's smart business sense to figure out how to support working parents. It's not that you don't support other um, employees. I think again, it goes back to um, if an employee sees their employer being supportive of one particular population, right, working parents, they're gonna feel it that it's part of your culture and that they're cared about too. And I'm sure there's some other facet that you're gonna tap into to support all of your employees. You know, I think caring for early parents is another example of employers were already considering that and how to support employees through that. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, bringing in that diversity and inclusion lens, bringing in your HR team to make sure that you're thinking about all of your employees. We've got a couple of articles, actually blog posts um, that we've had recently that I know that we've posted about um, providing the working parents a lifeline past the pandemic and then uh, looking at furloughs, layoffs and leaves and kind of what that looks like too. So those are two that you could check out.
0: Thank you so much, Carrie. We've also um, gotten quite a few questions related to compliance and um, family first act and FFCRA and expanded FMLA. And I'm going to encourage you guys to reach out to your workforce strategic consultant um, for those questions, because we are out of time for today. These are Indeed challenging times and um, hopefully you guys are walking away knowing that you are not alone that there is certainly a positive spin to all of these things that are happening for for the employer to to come out um, with truly the benefit of a loyal engaged productive diverse workforce and um, Hopefully some of the insights that we've shared today have helped you balance both the immediate needs and challenges and also thinking long-term and Really appreciate your time today, guys. Um, Would again encourage you guys to to reach out to your workforce consultants and know that you can view this advisory session as well as many of our past sessions at onedigital.com. You'll also get an email with the presentation from today along with some supporting materials. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, stay well, and